culture knows about winning. I'm gonna push you guys like you've never been pushed before. Something gonna wish I was dead. I eat quitters for breakfast and I spit out their bones. Now this is gonna be the hardest, most difficult thing you ever attempted in your entire life. But you know what, when it's over, you guys are gonna be champions. Champion. This is the Full Press Bears Podcast. Packers suck! A part of Full Press Coverage. I like that kind of party! I like that kind of party, baby! Here's your host and diehard Chicago Bears fans, Kyle George and Joey Plotkin. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Get ready to bear down. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears! Hey Bears fans, happy new year. I hope you have had I hope you had a great holiday season with your family. We are back, the both of us here to talk a little very, very little about the Bears Giants game, the Bears 29-3 win over the Giants. And we have pretty much the rest of the episode will be about just kind of questions about the future. There's been a lot of rumors floating around. So we will get into that, but before we do, as are, as always, I am your host, Kyle George. With me is my co-host, Joey Plotkin. You can follow us at FuriousGeorge94 and at GoBearsDeep on Twitter. Please do so, so you can catch all of our Bears thoughts. Um, this episode, uh, or Full Press Bears, we try to have two episodes a week, usually Tuesday and Thursday in the evening is when we record and release, so please be on the lookout for those. Uh, follow any of our news coverage uh, headed up by Carlos Nazario, who's been on the pod before, at Full Press Bears on Twitter. Email us, fullpressbears.com. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. We'd love the feedback. So send us those emails. Leave us some reviews. Uh, we don't have any reviews down there, so let's get those going. Uh, you can hear us on all of your popular podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, etc. Um, or you can download the full press coverage app or go to fullpresscoverage.com. But wherever it is you do go, please be sure to subscribe. So, Joey, this game 29 to 3, I have only a couple things to talk about, and it seems to be the only things most people are talking about. Uh, but right off the top is robert quinn yep comeback player of the year baby i mean he probably won't win it let's be honest it's gonna go to i don't know dak prescott somewhere else in the league but in my book and in my heart robert quinn comeback player of the year i mean he should at least be a top candidate yeah he's i feel like i wonder sometimes i wonder i wish i could have a perspective on the bears like because i'm living in chicago and i'm just surrounded by it but i do wonder like what it like? What is the national conversation really like? I certainly don't hear a whole lot of Robert Quinn when I'm like looking at national coverage or on ESPN. Like, so, so I always just have that in the back of my mind. Like, man, I, I really wonder what the rest of the the are, do they know about how good of a season Robert Quinn is having? Because I right. I don't see it from them, but like I hear it because I've immersed myself in it. Right. Yeah. Well, and I mean the the I mean it, even though I'm. You know, I'm immersed in, in Bears talk like you are. I didn't even realize that he was, you know, before TJ Watt's big game against the Browns, I didn't even realize he was like 
right there mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. TJ Watt in the sack lead. Like I was yeah. like, what? He's yeah. like he could be the leading sack. Like, and now he's almost certainly not going to get it unless he puts out a performance like TJ Watt because right. Watt had I think four sacks against the Browns, and so he's yeah. up to like twenty one and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he it's unlikely, um, but it, I still I was blown away when I heard that, and um. I also was blown away. Like I never realized that Robert Quinn had another season where he had 19 sacks. And Mm -hmm. that was when he set the, at the time single season sack record for the Rams Mm -hmm. by sacking Mike Glennon, which was (laughs) a fun little tidbit. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. And this game was just like overwhelmingly full of those little tidbits and these moments and these like not major storylines, but just subtle storylines that just yes, just are like so rich and layered with where this team is right now and all of the history. It was just a game full of it. But yeah, I think you led with the like Robert. That's how I'll remember this game for sure. It was the Robert Quinn, you know, well-deserved. And I think that having that timeout, even that moment where like Nagy calls the timeout to kind of give Robert Quinn recognition. Then later in the, in his press conference, he's like, actually, I just took a timeout because we needed it at that point. But yeah, it was kind of cool that it worked out that way. I was like, there, yep. Perfect. Yep. That's so Matt Nagy and so bears. And so, you know, it was just, just full of these little poetic moments. I didn't realize he said that. Yeah, I saw Why it somewhere. Why would he say that? I they're know, giving, like people were giving. Unless he was joking, I, I, maybe I'm I delusional. I know I you saw a freebie, it. dude. They did. They they. <laughs> um, I mean, unless I misinterpreted everything because I was just like in a holiday glazed New Year or whatever, you know, just yeah. not knowing. But yeah, I really think Nagy said like actually, I just kind of coincidentally took a time out there. But it was nice that we had that moment, and I was like, this guy, you know, but. But more importantly, I, I will remember this game for for Robert Quinn and, and setting the single season franchise record. Yeah. More importantly, like we've talked about it for weeks now, and like we were basically renaming the Sunday Sweetness segment of like this is the Robert Quinn like recognition show. Like yeah. he won it so many times. Yeah. He he really was like the defensive bedrock for this season, and uh, and and really fun. I think for like for Sean Desai kind of coming in in that first year, just in in terms of his future. I just, that's how I'll look back on this season. It's kind of the year that, you know, Desai stepped in and at least defensively, right. Desai stepping in and, and Quinn's comeback season. I mean, not to, you know, spoilers, but like Sunday sweetness, like, yeah, it's Robert Quinn again. I mean, it has to be when you look at this, I mean, no, this, nobody in the history of the, the mankind will remember this game. Right. Except for that one play where Robert Quinn broke the Bears' single season sack record. Yep, that is the only thing that will be remembered from this game because the rest of it, honestly, not only is it, not only is it meaningless because of the teams being eliminated from the postseason, but it's meaningless because of who played in this game, and like you didn't have like it wasn't Daniel Jones versus Justin Fields. It was Mike Glennon versus Andy Dalton. Like. <laughs> That's going to be a fun, like, trivia question. Some, like, yep. you know, like, you know, 20, even like 10 years down the line, someone's going to be like, who quarterbacked the game in which Robert Quinn set the Bears' all time season sack record? And it's going to be, it's honestly going to be a tricky question unless you know your stuff. So, yeah, that's, uh, that will be like one of the f- years down the road. Like, I'll remember it as a sort of poetic, depending on how this all plays out with, bears gm search and what the future yep. all holds but it was a very like poetic bears quarterback 
carousel yep. game and with Glennon, with Jay Cutler in the stands, with Andy Dalton getting the start after Nick yep. Foles last week with Fields on the – like it was just this perfect mayhem mess that just summarized so many things uh, very accurately to kind of last home game of the season. Yeah, and, you know, I think the thing that is is curious and – We'll, we'll kind of use this as sort of a transitioning point. Um, I mean, w- do you have a doink of the week? I, I, I don't because it was just, it was just, it felt, it was just a game that yeah. I've been begging My- for all season. And it was just a, rem- like, it was refreshing. It did just feel like this is what, this is what watching, not that the opponents need to be only scoring three points, but it felt like Bears football. Yeah. Right? It felt like the D, you know, Remember the takeaway bucket at the start of the season? Like yep. it didn't seem so far fetched that our defense would generate turnovers. Yep. It, it didn't seem so far fetched that they could actually hold a team to you know three points in the first half, and then I mean I'm zero in the second. I mean that's credit to Mike Glennon and the Giants just being historically bad. But well, like that, yeah, that was it. Just felt like Bears football, and and I, I missed it. I was seeing a stat that if you like combine their defensive stat stats, the Bears are like a top ten defense in the league. Which, when you consider that we've been playing the whole season with basically one good cornerback, mm-hmm. is like in a pass first NFL is really impressive. And Khalil Mack's been injured for yep. most of the season. Like, that's a lot of stuff. But uh, the one doink I do have is just Matt Nagy and the decision to have guys like Jermaine Effetti and uh jason peters playing right. over tevin yeah. jenkins or larry borum or thomas graham not being in there like i'm not you know i can understand jason peters a little bit like hey maybe this is one of his last games of his career like let him play but when the once the game was out of hand for the giants like put in tevin jenkins like yeah just get him some live game reps the guy didn't have any training camp and that's just another sign to me that Nagy Nagy is so out the door that he just doesn't even have the wherewithal to like think ahead mm-hmm. for the or, future. Or um, maybe maybe he just doesn't care. Maybe he's right. just like, I'm gonna ride off into this. You know, Jason Peters bailed me. I'm gonna I'm setting up my guys like because yeah, he, he's being loyal to his people. Who knows? I don't want to <laughs> again. I don't want to go inside the head of Matt Nagy, but I I really just think it's the writings on the wall and it's been on the wall. And I yep. think he's for whether it's ignorance or whether it's him just not caring anymore, but I, that's a perfect doink because, and I think I called it out like in, in the preview episode where I was like, there's all these questionable personnel decisions already going into this game. And there were all these questionable decisions last week. So yep. it's, it's already now it's been a pattern. Now it's, well, and, now it's just, that's why you don't have a lame duck head coach. And we'll talk about Vikings on our Thursday episode, but like now the big personal question is the rumors that they're trying to get fields to start. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, now it's like almost pointless. Like, why are we starting yeah. him now? Like, anyway, we'll get into that later this week. Um, I was going to say regarding your poet, your poetry comment about, you know, you know, the whole pace and Glennon thing of Jay Cutler being there, uh, Andy Dalton and Nick, Fult- like just all of it. Um, and everything kind of hitting those perfect little notes. Um, I, I kind of, you almost wonder, I mean, maybe this is the optimist in me, but maybe it's like the universe giving a message that like, Hey, this is the end of an era. Mm-hmm. And, 
I would be happy if that's the case. Um, but that kind of gets into a lot of these rumors. So, like, the second thing people talked about in this game uh, was Mike Glennon and this whole idea of look how god-awful this guy is and how in the world did Ryan Pace convince himself and other people that it was a good idea to spend, I don't even know, but a crazy amount of money on this guy with 28 million, I think it was guaranteed over four years. Uh, yeah. Like, how did he? Like, it just speaks to the blunders of pace, which leads into this whole discussion of what is happening at Hallis Hall. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure you saw Ian Rappaport's report about mm-hmm. uh, Andy or Matt Nagy basically, he basically confirming that yes, after the final game. The Bears are firing him. We don't know yet if that's going to be right after the game or if that'll be on the Monday or right. a few days after, but he's gone. Yep. Um, but what what really piques my interest is everything that else has been talked about. So Nagy was like the first shoe to drop, and once it's been announced that he's being fired, everyone wants to know what's the deal with Pace. I was listening to 670 the score today, and mm-hmm. they were all they were all like, Man, Pace really needs to go. Like they were really they were really hammering him. And yeah. I I I agree. I, I, I can see the argument made either way, but I'm more on the side of getting rid of him. Mm-hmm. And then Hubarkish later I saw this, yeah. Um said that really it's less than 50-50 for Pace to even be fired. Like it's sounds like he's gonna stay with the organization and quote unquote in some capacity. Um and I mean that's you know, people have different opinions about Hubarkish. I I tend to appreciate what he says. I take it for what it's mm-hmm. worth. I don't try to look into it too much. And um, I do think that, you know, for somebody who's covered the Bears for 30-plus years or whatever, he's probably has connections. Like, yep, yep. Um, so I, I take – I don't take his word as gospel, but I definitely – I definitely listen to it when he says it. So um, I – yeah, I'm just getting kind of that bad vibe that Pace is secure. I didn't listen to the full segment, but I did find the snippet of some of Hubarkish's comments. And and he it was very, like, it's noteworthy the language that he uses. He's also not using, like, definitive statements. He's not, you know, he's not claiming to break any sort of report, but he's he's definitely revealing, like, hey, this is, he's sharing more than what you get from a lot of the guys who, who kind of have a good direction and good input. And it didn't necessarily surprise me. I think that I, I, there's been debate about pace, like everywhere I go, whether it's like online and Twitter, on Reddit, you know, in the comments section of every article, like stuff on the athletic. It's I mean, it's everywhere. Like it's Bears fans as a whole just seem to be like we've all come to a consensus about Matt Nagy. We've all come to a consensus, at least you know, we're in the promise that we've seen with Justin. Like we're we're all trying to we need to be debating something. <laughs> so yeah. while we need to be debating something, it just is like, yep, perfect. Let's let's and I and I sit kind of I guess I sit somewhere in the middle. I I I see both sides. I think I I could make an argument for. I can make an argument against. And ultimately, I think what I'm most intrigued about is, like, in the language that Hub used, is it going to be Ryan Pace is still, you know, has a role and is still involved? And maybe it is it that sort of overseeing football operations? Like, are they going to formally create that role and give it to him? And I think that would spark a giant pushback from the entire 
team of people who feel that we need to move on from him as a whole. Yeah, and and does does moving him to president or vice president of football ops is that a justifiable position to move him to if you're displeased with his job performance as the GM? Mm-hmm. Like I saw some people suggesting, oh, maybe they could move him to like head of scouting or something, and like. I guess it depends. It's hard to know because nobody knows what George McCaskey thinks because the Bears are a very private business. And it's hard to like, there's rumors that George, like, there's been rumors for a while that George almost views Ryan Pace as like a son almost. (laughs) And like, he's, and so if he does that, I mean, I could see him keeping him around, um, at least having a job of some sort i, I don't know I, and i don't mind if he is i don't mind if he has a job with the bears i right. just i definitely think someone else needs to be making the calls for the g as gm and i really don't want the gm who's making the call to be the one reporting to ryan pace because it's like i i don't know i mm-hmm. it, it's kind of it seems silly it seems silly so um that whole discussion is is wild. What were you yeah. going to say? No, I just think ultimately I just think that both sides pro- – like as good of a point as both sides could make for their case either way, I think it's an oversimplification to say get someone else in the GM chair and then now this team's on the right track. Agreed. Or if it's Ryan Pace moving forward, this team is doomed. Or no, that's exactly what this – I just I, – it's like it's never, ever that simple. And it goes so far beyond – like. I understand the importance of team building and building through the draft and like, and those, those decisions, you know, all the way through the scout, but to just gloss over just how much goes into building, not only like a Super Bowl winning championship football team for one season, but to like, like sustain success. Like it goes so far beyond just who's sitting in the GM chair at the time. And yeah, it's the same thing with the coach. I mean, everyone was like, Oh, get rid of the coach, get rid of the coach. He's the problem. I mean, he is one of the problems. Like, right. and I mean, a lot of people identify Ted Phillips as a problem. George McCaskey's a problem. Look, you're gonna you're not gonna get rid of George McCaskey, and because George McCaskey and the McCaskey family are tight with Ted Phillips, you're not getting rid of Ted Phillips. It just is what it is, unless they die or retire. And so, so the here and here's my opinion for best case scenario. Best case scenario is. George McCaskey after there's been a lot of rumors too of him consulting with Super Bowl caliber people the names I saw thrown out on Twitter this was from Barstool Sports so take that for what you will on if it's reliable or not but the report they had was that it was Tony Dungy and Bill Polian were Mm -hmm. two of the people that George McCaskey talked with everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, my, my personal ideal scenario here is... And realistic is George says Ted wants to take a step away from dealing with football. He is going to remain as our president of business operations for mm-hmm. the Bears, and then we are we are bringing in name a person to be our 
vice president of football operations, and they are going to basically take on the role of Ted Phillips, but for football only, only for team and personnel related. And then from there, that guy hires the GM, mm-hmm. and then the GM hires the coach. Like that's yep. That to me is ideal. I think we might get close to that. I'm hoping. Um, but you know, it'll be interesting because a week from now, we probably will know the answer, and our yeah, podcast exactly. week from now will be. You and I are gonna have to set aside a good hour. Oh yeah. Oh to yeah. Talk next week for yep. sure. But the plan that you laid out is like, and this is what's been so maddening about like that is the right approach. It's logical. It makes sense. It's how it needs to be done. The problem is it's like trying to apply logic so late in the stage to solve problems that were created by not having logic. So like it it just gets so messy so quickly. But I do think that that is that's the solution that we just need to to arrive at and and leave it up to that. Whoever. Right. Take your name, who that person will be as as the head of football operations. That the only place where it gets messy is are they going to actually just make that person Ryan Pace? Like that's the only again. It's like, well, wait a minute. The logic. No, it should like. And I have to argue against that idea. It just it, you need someone else to come in and, and oversee these decisions. And if that person feels like there's value in keeping continuity and that Ryan Pace has earned, you know, to, to continue to serve as a general manager, it's like, OK, well, that's we have to assume that these people have more information and knowledge than we do from the outside. Like at some point, I can't speak as the authority on this matter. I simply don't know what's going on in that building. Yep. Um, so I just. It, it's just trying to apply logic and, but like you, what you laid out is what I've been begging for, for what feels like just far too long at, at this point. But I, yeah. I think all bears fans can, can come to a consensus that that's, that's what, where we need to start. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I would love to get into this more. And I think, I, I, I think next week we'll have a lot more time to do that, but I know we both have, uh, things to do here uh, here in a few minutes. But before we go, I just wanted to touch uh, base on the other big rumor out today, which is Jim Harbaugh um, reportedly, according to the Athletics, saying that he – what was the phrase? He – I'm trying to remember how it was phrased. Um, basically, open to returning to the NFL. It wasn't even that. It was um, – oh – it wasn't even set open to was it maybe that was the phrasing something along those lines yeah like he's open yeah that's right he's open to returning to the nfl um and somebody i saw somebody on twitter was like that's such lazy reporting they were like i'm they were like i'm open to having chicken for dinner i'm also open to (laughs) not having chicken for dinner (laughs) like you can never be wrong if you just make nothing statements right um but anyway Jim Harbaugh is obviously a hot name um, in both college and pro football. And obviously he's had a lot of success in terms of win loss records of everywhere he's coached. Um, And he's viewed as a hot commodity by teams in the NFL is my understanding. According to Benjamin Albright, who saw this uh, athletic article, are you familiar with him? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He tweeted out that the two teams showing interest are the Raiders and the Bears. Yep. But I, I heard another source state that it's really just the Raiders. Right. Yep. And that's, so, I think, a lot of headlines picked up as like Raiders would be the front runner. 
I was getting that, you know, most of where I was seeing it was naming the Raiders. And then depending on where you saw it, you did see the Bears name mentioned as well. So my, uh, so first of all, the first, the first question is, do you like Jim Harbaugh and would you want him as a coach of the Bears? I like Jim Harbaugh. I, I, I would not like him as the head coach of the Bears. Now I do, I do think that the team of all the candidates and options that have just been floated out there in the pool of potential candidates, I think he's one of the stronger ones. I, mm-hmm. I would, if that is ultimately that. the direction that they go, I'm not, I'm not doom and gloom, right? I, I can get behind it, uh, but he's he's just certainly not my. I like. I do think it's important that we have someone come in who knows how to lead a program, who knows how to serve as the overall leader, who's not going to overemphasize. Um, being a coordinator of their side of the ball, like a you know Matt Nagy, almost just being more of a senior offensive coordinator at times. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. All of that said, like I I just I want someone who has NFL head coaching experience, or I want I I I feel good about the pool of candidates that are out there, and I'm now more concerned with who's going to be making that hiring decision. Um, but yeah. if that's ultimately the direction that they went, I could get behind it. I'd like to see someone with previous head coaching NFL experience. I, I the alternative, I'd love to see Byron left, which is like kind of my other, who yeah. I feel a little bit better about an experienced NFL quarterback ran one of the league's best offenses. He's been able to work with Brady now and see what Super Bowl success looks like. And I think he would be the healthy balance of being a player's coach and understanding it. But for Justin Fields development, like it's hard mm. for me to think of a better, person to really kind of work with him with the offense um which again kind of goes back on the overseeing the overall you know head coaching experience but i do think he would connect with the players in a way that a lot of guys who are you know kind of retreads just might not so that's that's sort of where i sit in summary yeah um i i can relate a little bit with with some of what you said um so i very much with where the bears are and the Bears needing a change of identity, I very much want the Bears to hire an established NFL coach. The problem is, is that they've only done that once in their history, and that was John Fox. Um, and it seems, since the Bears are so steeped in their history, and they're always concerned about their history, I have a hard time believing that they're going to go that route. But my like for me... Like, okay, number one ideal scenario is somehow the Bears can make a trade to the Saints for Sean Payton. Don't see it happening, but if that were to happen, who doggy? That's the that's the big one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Second Ryan Pace should be able to help get him on board in theory. Right. Second choice is if I've I've heard this one, like a couple times. If somehow Ron Rivera were to be made available for trade from mm-hmm. Washington, mm-hmm. that's my number two. Um my number three, though, is Jim Harbaugh. Like, I I really do believe in what people are saying about his record, and I feel like he would get the best out of the Bears. And people have pointed out that his coordinator, his coordinators when he was on the Niners were Greg Roman and uh, Vic Fangio. That's right. Bo- and both have success to varying degrees. And Greg Roman has had success with quarterbacks that have that mobility. Um, AK, you know, Colin Kaepernick and then Lamar Jackson, obviously. So my point being, 
Jim Harbaugh has connections and he has a good way to identify good coordinators. Mm-hmm. But my number, the main reason I want an ident- a coach with experience is because I am so sick of the coordinator game. I'm so sick of should we get a defensive mind or an offensive mind? Like, you know, and it's just like, just pick the best coach. Right. Like, I, I don't I fully agree. I don't want you hiring somebody because you want their scheme or their system. I want you hiring somebody because they are the best coach. I've seen a lot of people refer to him as like a CEO type person. I want a coach who's going to be there for at least a decade. I want a coach who is going to be able to handle a carousel of coordinators because they're they're successful, but be able mm-hmm. to always identify who the next coordinator will be. That's what I want. I don't want I don't want it. I'm sick of all these experimental coaches that just are a revolving door for the Bears. So yep. that is so my in the last my last option is if he became available, Pete Carroll. Um mm-hmm. a lot of Bears fans have I've seen say they would hate that. I think it'd be an upgrade. And you're talking about Super Bowl pedigree, a lot of success in college and the NFL, like you'd be kind of foolish to not at least explore that. So yep. um, that is where I sit with the coaching search. Um, and we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Habarkish, who we referenced earlier, is not only connected with the Bears, but he's also connected with Michigan because he is an alum from there. And supposedly he has some tight connections with Jim Harbaugh. He stated that he felt like the athletic, he would be very surprised of what the if what the athletic reported came true. So we shall see if Jim Harbaugh is even made available after the best year of his career as a coach of Michigan. So um but yeah, we'll get we'll we will jump we'll do a full on cannonball into coaching rumors and everything this time next week after Matt Nagy is gone after maybe Pace is gone. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I my eyeballs will be busy reading every Bears article <laughs> out there. My ears will be busy yep. listening to every Bears podcast and radio hit out there. Uh it'll be madness next week. And yep. so I hope all you listeners are ready for it. Um, you know, you can always catch our thoughts here on this show and our Twitters at Furious George94 and at Go Bears Deep. You can catch Full Press Bears' thoughts uh, uh, at Full Press Bears on Twitter as well. Please leave us an email, fullpressbears at gmail.com. Joey, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, Brace yourself, Bears fans. There's changes coming no matter what. It just goes up to what that change, when it all happens, and how high it goes. But change is coming. One final thing I forgot to mention, and then I will officially close out. So the Bears went up 29 to 3 and there was 9 minutes and 6 seconds left in the third quarter and I turned I was watching the game with my brother-in-law and I turned to him and I said wouldn't it be funny if the Bears don't score 30 and the, and as the Bears were driving in the fourth quarter I was like ah uh, I was close but not quite and then Montgomery <laughs> threw the interception and I was like yeah I was right <laughs> so another poetic moment just this sort of wildcat oh. package and it, it was like reminiscent of 2018 but then it just didn't end up working like yep. there's just so many full circle poetry nuggets loaded in that game but you know what it was a bears win football season's coming to an end and uh and it's good it, i'm gonna miss it like i'll take i'll take what we had yep. all day this past sunday as, yep. as sad as it was like i sat there and still loved it and that just reaffirms like i guess i am a bears fan like i could sit like i'm i'm here i'm, I'm here for it yeah 
Oh no, I was I missed the first quarter because I was driving, but I had the, I had it on the radio and I was cheering and all sorts of stuff with like that first play from scrimmage, mm-hmm. a fumble. So yeah, that's how you know you're that's how you know you're diehard. Um, but I, I I'll I'm honestly looking forward to the season being over too. Like I just want to see competitive teams in the postseason. I want to see the Bears move forward. So uh, it's gonna be fun to to cut like. I've, it definitely feels that these past few weeks we've just been like, all right, any any moment now we'll have something we'll be able to take on a new angle into this discussion. And it's just right. it's played out, so it's yeah, you know, for all you listeners, it's going to be fun for for us to kind of cover and share our thoughts and analysis and keep you up to date. And uh, so we'll be on top of coverage even after the season ends, for sure. Be sure to catch our show on Thursday. Pastor Kevin Kevin will be on to talk about the Vikings and their future. Will Mike Zimmer still be there? Will Kirk Cousins still be there? Will Kellen Mond be the starter? Who knows? But check in on Thursday. We got to go. Be great. Be kind. Bear down. And we will see you then. Boom, baby. Fade to black. been the full press bears podcast if you don't love the bears we don't love you